Hey, great friends. It's Friday afternoon. We're headed towards a divisional round of the NFL playoffs. I mean, very exciting times if you're a sports fan. And uh, we got a lot we want to get to today on a Friday in a shortened show because it's a football Friday on the radio. So you know how we do it. We do a little shorter deal here uh, on Fridays. Hey, look, um, I do want to mention all of our great sponsors. It's always a pain in the ass when you're on camera and your nose runs and there's nothing you can do. There's nowhere to go. That's just the deal, man. So let it drip. I know I got to let it drip. So um, I do want to mention our great sponsors. I'll start off with this. This weekend, you're looking for a great place to watch the games while simultaneously you're playing blackjack or poker or pie gal or other table games. And you're like, OK, great. I'll go to Seven Mile Casino and play. But what am I going to eat? What's what's with the bar situation? Sammy's Restaurant and Bar, which is Sammy's Woodfire Pizza, takes over the other side. Now, look, there are a lot of great casinos. There really are. And some of these great casinos in San Diego have big, giant hotels, awesome pools. There's a lot more to them. This is a place where you go to play blackjack, poker, table games. That's it. No giant hotel, no pool. Uh, there's no smoking. You got a much better location because you're only seven minutes south of downtown San Diego. This is where real players go. Seven Mile Casino. Their website is sevenmilecasino.com. And if you have any trouble with gambling, you call 1-800-GAMBLER. Okay, also, it's Friday. Getting you ready for the weekend. California Holistics in Chula Vista and uh, Tory Holistics in Sorrento Valley. If you are getting ready for the weekend and you're going to load up, use our promo code BROCCOLI. You'll save 20% when you spend $75 or more. Now, look, it's Friday. You're going to have a good time this weekend. Uh, I would suggest to you that you do this responsibly. But if you're into uh, cannabis products for pain management, for sleep, or if it's just recreation, that's your deal, right? Um, these are the places that support the show. Tory Holistics, California Holistics. Use our promo code BROCCOLI. You're saving 20%. And uh, we appreciate you using our sponsors as opposed to other places around town where you can get similar products. Uh, additionally, let me mention to you that if you're thinking about a new car this weekend, make the process faster and easier by going to PenskeSanDiego.com. That's P-E-N-S-K-E, PenskeSanDiego.com. Alex has told the story. He and Mar looked on the website, PenskeSanDiego.com. There's 12 dealerships. There's nine brands. There's over 1,000 vehicles on their lots combined in San Diego. And they've got all kinds of certified pre-owned. So if the brands that they have from, you know, Mercedes to Acura to, uh, to Mazda, and I'll read the rest of them to you, um, Audi, BMW, Honda, Lexus, Mini, Mazda, Mercedes, Toyota, if these aren't your brands, they got plenty of certified pre-owns for you too. So go to PenskeSanDiego.com, expedite the process, make it easier. Uh, use PenskeSanDiego.com. Okay. Hey, look, this weekend you're thinking about maybe possibly looking into a house, a condo. Uh, Gary Cooper, I thought Gary was great this week because um, he talked about you know differences in the economy and, and certain data points that he looks at. You should call him, 858-376-1299. He's a pro. This is what he does. He can help you on the financing side. He can help you on the buying and selling side. So he's uh, he's a realtor, uh, but at the same time, he can also help you with all the financing. And as Gary says, we talked about this the other day, you know, there's a difference between pre-qualifying for a loan versus being pre-approved for a loan. And so I was telling the story about a buddy of mine who thinks that, you know, opportunity is, is out there in the future. So he's getting himself pre-qualified. Gary's like, no, no, you got to get pre-approved, not pre-qualified. So you have real estate questions, you talk to Gary, 858-376-1299. And lastly, let me mention our friends over at iThrive. I would suggest this to you. Come to our website, kaplanandcrew.com. Click on the iThrive logo. You'll learn all about iThrive Lean. Alex is down 30 and change. Dr. Fry, who we've seen, is down over 30 pounds. Looks like a completely different person. One little injection per week. 
You go to a lab, you have some blood work done. As long as you're a candidate for it, you can get onto this I, I Thrive Lean program. It's $2.99 a month for the first three months. Then it shoots up to $4.99. So you're going to save $200 per month in the first three months, $600. You don't have to change your lifestyle. You don't have to change your diet. You're going to lose the weight. And everybody seems to want to do that, particularly at the beginning of the year. I Thrive MD, 858-240-1497. Support our sponsors. We ask that you do that. That's what keeps the show rolling. Let's get going. Great friends, Friday, January 20th. Should I do it? Yeah, yeah, I think I should. We're just getting on the radio. We're just getting on YouTube. We're just getting onto audio podcast TV tonight. And you know what the deal is. It's Friday. <laughs> Friday. <laughs> Friday afternoon here. On I think Kaplan it's funny. Browner hates it. I know. Well, all right. Friday afternoon here on Kaplan and Crew like from the Seven Mile Casino Studios, sevenmilecasino.com. What's up? He's like the NFL. No fun league. I know. Why you like that, Brown? I ain't like that. That's what you talk about, man. Come on, I'm man. Just you know, that doesn't, you know, that's a and it is that's Friday. A, let me, that's let a me... tradition. That's a tradition that goes back before me. And so I don't get in the way of it. I just, you know, I'm just a I'm just a bystander. Mm. Uh, I got a. It's Friday, so whatever. Browner, are you growing your hair out again? What's up with What's up with the the hoodies every single day? All of a sudden, it's been like three weeks, three weeks in a row. I think it's three weeks since we came back from New Year for sure. It's hood on. What's going on? You going bald? Are you head cold? Nah, 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 man. I'm uh, I, I I'm no, I don't have hair. I have hair. Letting grow out. I'm not, I'm not going bald. I don't know. So, real life situation for a second. For a black man and a barber, it's a very personal relationship. So not for things, a white man and a, and a hairdresser, not the same. Well, I'm not. I'm not that. So I can't necessarily, you know, quantify what that relationship means. What okay. I can tell you, for me, a black man, when you are in the barber, you get a good fresh cut. You feel new. You feel like you, yeah. you, you. You feel, feel like clean. you. You feel you feel like you same bolt. Like you go yeah. run fast. You might yeah. go join. You go jump high. But there's a difference between like proximity and good barber and then good barber. Like for a good mm -hmm. barber, I'll drive to, to Los Angeles. Really? Oh yeah. Cause the haircut on, for me, dog. No, a haircut lasts dog. Two, I, two weeks. Dog, dog, I will cut your hair. You don't have to drive to LA. <laughs> I would Here's pay. I would pay <laughs> to let, to let Scott pay Browner's hair. I will pay Browner to let that happen. You, I wouldn't just let anybody cut my hair. Like, this sounds really bad, but I don't have a problem saying this because this is my opinion. It's my hair. I, I've never let a woman cut my hair. Ever. Mm -hmm. Ever. Nor would I. That's How about a white person? Would you, would you let a white person cut a your hair? A white person has never cut my hair. Ever. Okay. That's Ever. Okay. All the more reason why I want to cut your hair now. Because I... No. Want to prove to you that you don't even understand this about me. You don't even know this about my background. You know how you're always telling us things that we never knew about you? Mm-hmm. Browner, when I was in college... All the brothers used to cut each other's hair. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And um, besides learning how to roll world-class joints from these dudes, I also learned how to cut a brother's hair. Okay? So if you need me, or I got all my gear upstairs. I go get it. I bring my 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 clippers. Bzzz, I give you a fade, dog. That's the Nice thing. and clean. That's not what I want. What do you I want? I, I, what you I want, want. I want my hair cut in a specific way. That a Let me skilled... take a look at it. 
that a skilled barber Let that a, a skilled barber needs to be able to do. Mm-hmm. So back to my story. All right, go ahead. My barber was once on 30th, okay? North Park, I forget the name of it. That's where I got my hair cut for years. After the, yes, pre and post-pandemic. That's where I was getting my... Okay. 619 in the house. Mm-hmm. That's where I was getting my hair cut. Mm-hmm. That... Those buildings where that where that barbershop was is now being it's been sold to Bibble. So they're to who? Right. The cider company we had on. What's it so, called? Bivouac. Bivouac. Mm-hmm. They're expanding. Okay. I don't so really now, like cider. I gotta be honest with you guys. I've tried cider. They make good cider. I don't, I can't I don't love cider. Don't love it. And so they are gone. They went to Chula Vista. I ain't mm-hmm. going to Chula Vista to get my hair cut. Like, you, 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 you just said you'll drive to L.A. Right, dude. You just said you drive to L.A. I'm trying to explain. Wait. <laughs> oh, wait a second. You'll go to California Holistics to get your to get your supply, mm-hmm. but you won't go to Chula Vista. Same place. You won't go to Chula Vista to get your hair cut? This ain't right off the freeway. I looked it up. So right. for, for me, for mm-hmm. me, again, yeah. they're not good enough for me to drive to Chula Vista. They were serviceable when I could walk a so couple blocks and I'm done with the LA show. for a great haircut. Yes. They weren't providing that. So you're like, no, peace out, bro. Correct. Okay. Correct. So I was also getting my haircut like years ago in PB uh, with my guy Bassard, but business-wise, he's too clumsy. So I have a question for you because... I think this is a very common. Great, I think this is a Shut very up. common thing for dudes that get their haircuts often, especially if you get a fade. If you're not like using clip uh, scissor cut, like this is a very different conversation. When you lose a barber, how do you find a new barber? Because you got to give a person a chance. It's a Listen. and this it's a it's a conundrum that I've been in. <laughs> hey, like I, hey, Alex. And, yeah, Yo. I'll tell you right now, it's it's no different than like somebody says, "Hey, you want to grab sushi." And you go, yeah, sure. I'd love to have some sushi. And they go, well, there's this place over here. And you go, I, you know, I've never really been there before. I don't know, man. I don't, I don't like to try new sushi places. I like to go to places I know I've been. Now it's hard. Like, how do you find a new barber? How do you go in to try a new sushi joint? I mean, if you don't trust people, Mom Browner, what's up? Here's a great, here's a great explanation of why this is difficult. On 30th and El Cajon Boulevard, there's a place called Cuts. I think it's called Cuts. Mm-hmm. I go in there, all Mexican dudes. They look at me. I look at them. They don't want to cut my hair. I don't want them to cut my hair. So I just turn around and walk out. Everybody, say, everybody's fine. You say hasta la vista? No, because I don't believe that. There's a place right here that literally just opened. And I think it's like a collection of barbers. And it's on 30th and Grimm. It's not the, the salon spot that just opened. Literally across the street from that. It's a long barber shop. They got a pool table in the back. I've seen brothers in there cutting hair. I see Mexicans right. in their cutting hair. I see ladies right. in their cutting hair. No ladies. Well, no I know, ladies. but I'm telling you, they got like 20 chairs in there. You could- Dude, I want to get a white lady to cut your hair. You have never had a lady or a white person touch your hair. I'm looking for a white lady who's an expert oh, well, at cutting African-American gentlemen's hair. Plenty of white women have touched my hair. None have cut it. Mm-hmm. I get my hair cut by a lady, by a girl. Because mm-hmm. you probably for- go to like a salon. I get my hair cut for four years with her. Mm-hmm. She's so good. That today I'm actually going once we're done with this. Mm-hmm. I already know that I have to check in a solid three hours before I can even get there. She's that good. Wait, you mean you don't have an appointment? You're just going in or walking? Just check ins only. Day gotcha. Up. Gotcha. Wow. Three hours. Wild. No thanks. She texts you when she's ready. Well, for it's it? actually kind of nice because, uh, you know, there's an app and you check in and then you tell uh, you what time, what time to get there. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. Right, that's it's good. like a calendly for her. I haircuts. won't shout out where she works, but I only mm-hmm. go there. 
Why would you shout out where she works? Because I pay me. Wow. What's yeah, okay? Dog. What's her name? At least share her name. Oh, shout out Rosie. She knows what's up. Shout oh, out. Okay. Yeah. But I'll, um, the moment she leaves there, if she goes mm -hmm. to a salon, if she goes to a barber shop, if she you goes done? to a collection, no, you're I'm following? going with her. Oh, you're gonna follow her. I'm going with her. I don't care what services are provided by the establishment she works at. I will leave with her. She moves mm -hmm. to Vegas. I get a haircut every time I go to Vegas, and that's it. So, um, you know, my boy, Alex Toussaint, who's my favorite Peloton instructor, even though mm -hmm. I'm down on Peloton in a big way, I'm really pissed. Oh, I'm at back Peloton. on, dude. Me and Kendall, we got down yesterday. Really? I mean, I love my Peloton bike, but two things have happened. One, I've started going back to the gym and I really like being at the gym. I like being around other people. I like uh, seeing other people work out. It motivates me. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so I'm really happy about being back in the gym. So the first thing is I barely use my Peloton now. Second thing is the Peloton broke. Like, I, I think I told you guys the, where you raise the seat up and down the bolt rusted. Cause I've been, I sweat like a freaking animal. Right? I didn't even and know you had a Peloton. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. You never talk about it. Oh, right. And then, so, um, so then it rusted the bolt rusted. So I can't raise the seat up or down. And Peloton been good in communicating um, and they've sent a bunch of parts, but I don't have the mechanical skills or the tools or the know-how to fix it. So Correct. Oh, you have the tools. I know you have the tools. No. I've been in your garage. You have no, a, a litany of tools. Not the right tool to unlock a rusted bolt. And I also don't have the skill set to do it. So I'm waiting for Peloton to send somebody to come here to actually fix this thing. Um, fix that but thing. Fix it. But... Uh, the point is, where was the point? What were we talking about? I can about? promise you Alex Toussaint's haircut. Alex, you're... Alex Toussaint, just one thing. Alex Toussaint will say this. What's up, y'all? It's Friday. It's a club bangers ride. Uh, can't wait for this weekend. I got a new cut. I'm feeling clean. I'm feeling fresh. I'm out here. See, so Browner, I understand the, the feeling of a fresh new cut. I do understand that because my boy Alex Toussaint tell me all the time. I can guarantee you I can fix your Peloton bike in 10 minutes. Okay. Go do Tops. it. Yeah, go do it. And, and time them. Yeah. And, and, and get shame him if he doesn't down. do it in 10 minutes. Right. And get, bring <laughs> tools. Browner is the most confident person. I know right. it won't take Absolutely. I don't have any tools to handle this, man. I'm trying. I've tried. I See? Dude, uh -huh. uh, when I got the Ride One Up bike, I don't know if this was the same for you, Browner. They handed me, like, specific tools for their bikes. And I was like, you can keep this. If I have a problem, I'm, I'm coming back in, my friend. Yeah, right. <laughs> I ain't yeah. going to do that. Dude, put it this way. Put it Here, put it this way. My light in my front of my house. Like just the front door light where you, you turn on light. Hey, we're home, you know, knock on the door. It is out. It's been out for weeks. And there's not one part of me that is like, well, I'm going to get a ladder and a screwdriver and a light bulb. And I'm going to go up there and fix it. I'm like waiting for a handyman to come do that. Dude. So, you know, wedding's gone. Holidays are gone. So now Mars attention has shifted to the house. My nightmare. Uh oh. One boy. And uh, about um, two weeks ago, we go to Home Depot. To get just like random stuff that we need, you know, cleaning supplies, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, you know what? I hate our fixtures in the bathroom. We need new ones. And I was like, this is how it starts, man. This is how it starts. We, mm -hmm. we, we, she bought towel hooks because she hates towel racks. So we get home. We start removing every single towel rack in both bathrooms. Start removing every single toilet holder in, in both bathrooms. Toilet paper holder in both bathrooms. Towel racks for like the hand towel. Everything removed. So now both of our bathrooms are filled with holes. She's like, don't worry. We got instant. We got, she knows how to patch stuff up. And I'm like, I don't know if you've ever like touched my hand, but you've realized how soft these things are, right? Like, I don't do this. 
And I self-admittedly will not do this. I will pay someone to come do this. Like, I do not want to do this. No shame? There's, like, no shame in me whatsoever to say it publicly. Like, there is not an ounce in my body that has ever wanted to renovate something on purpose with my own hands. That's amazing. Like, That's I will, amazing. I do not like this. I've never liked this. My dad was in construction. My dad was a roofer. I hated going with him. It was never my thing. Hand up. Don't care. I know. I know. These, dude, these hands don't have blisters on them. Mm. And then, like, so she's in there. She's like, we're screwing. And all of a sudden, we're putting freaking, you know, whatever the hell it's called on the, on the, on the holes in the drywall. Do I did one. Looks like a toddler did it. You know, all of hers are, are pitch perfect. And I was like, I don't do this more. I know. But it's, but it's a little strange, Alex, because, like, if you have a handyman who's Mexican, mm-hmm. you'd be like, hey, listen, um, I, can you paint this fence? Like, is that something you have the skill set to do? Like, yeah, of course I can do that. No problem. It's like, okay, hey, um, can you, do you do electrical work also? Oh, sure. Of course I can do that. No problem. Like these guys who are what I'm going to say, these Mexican handymen, they can do anything. Uncle, like the guy that I would consider the closest uncle in my life. He is that guy. He is that guy. Hey, this TV, the old school box TVs, like the, not the little, like the little, like the big ones, right? That like the big ones that would like, be self-standing mm-hmm. yeah one of them went out gave him a call it's fixed in an hour a tv yeah. i know see my dad he made it way. hd and hd wasn't around yet <laughs> <laughs> dude my dad's the same way my father was an electrician when i was a kid so th- that's what he did he was an electrician the guy never left the house without a pair of pliers and a screwdriver in his back pocket ever mm-hmm. I went with my father and my grandfather on many, many electrical jobs when I was a kid from the time I was six years old till the time I was probably 12 or 13. Then when my father decided he didn't want to work for his father anymore, we moved to Florida. My father became an auto mechanic, didn't know anything about auto mechanic, didn't go to school for it just because he was a handy guy and he could fix anything to this day, to this day. If I have any sort of a problem with anything, I literally FaceTime my father and I ask him questions and he'll walk me through stuff. And if he doesn't know it, he'll say, I'll get back to you in a minute. He'll go do what you do, Browner. He'll go on YouTube. He'll learn it, figure it out. And then he'll call me and he'll mm-hmm. tell me how to do it. So for me to come from a family of electricians slash auto mechanics slash incredibly handy can fix anything kinds of people. I come from that mm-hmm. and I am the furthest thing from that. And yeah. just like you, nice and soft hands. No calluses. My dad used to come home every day. Hands were dirty. There was grease underneath his fingernails. He'd be washing his hands and scrubbing and everything. I got none of that in my DNA. I have a very large family, a very, very large family. And on my father's side, which is the side that I really grew up closer to them than my mom's side. So on my dad's side, half the family was either construction or field workers, right? But there was 11, 14 of them, 11 of them living in the United States. So half of them, field workers, construction slash roofers, all this. My dad was a roofer. So I saw that too. Smelled like crap, boots, crazy rough hands, tools everywhere, all this stuff. But then like the younger brothers went into like business and went into, went into work in suits. And I was like, I like that. You know, I like that a little more, you know? Mm-hmm. So I saw the hardworking, like these dudes that go in at 5 a.m. Don't come home till 6 p.m. It's, it's, it's dusk till dawn and or whatever and i saw the younger brothers like make more money not working as hard perceived as hard and i was like yeah i like that better i know my grandfather used to say to me all the time he say you're going to go to college 
because I was the first person from my family to go to college. And he would say, you're not going to be doing what we're doing. And, and that was because when the, he was 13 years old, he quit school and he went out and got a job because that's what the family needed him to do way back then. So all of this really comes back to Browner's haircut somehow. I don't family lineage, um, who's handy, who's not, who pays for things to get done, who watches YouTube videos and doesn't. I mean, Browner, you have fixed your car many times watching YouTube videos, and I applaud you I, for it. I am up to five different repair jobs. Five of them things, dog. Five different repair jobs on that car. That car feels like a piece of me at this point. I put so much <laughs> you in You got to get rid of the Honda logos and maybe put your own logo up there, man. Just put a That's not a yeah. Honda anymore. That's, that's a Browner, a browner a, dude. Right. It's a Browner right here, Blair. This model uh, right here is called the Big Brown. Yeah. Right. Uh, this, this, is the, this, this is the Brown 001. Right. Mm -hmm. and, when it, and when it comes to uh, maintenance of this vehicle, it's very easy to fix. Anybody can do it. Mm -hmm. Anybody here, here, there's a set of instructions you know, we send you with. So, uh -huh. oh my God, hilarious. Well, it is Friday afternoon to your point. Excuse Alex, my, uh, I just, I, it's, it's been two, three weeks, Scott. I had to I ask. Know. I had I to know. ask. I mean, brother, I, I must tell you though, I, Fair question. I remember when you were growing out those little dreadlocks you had going on, you know, mm -hmm. I like it better kind of tight and clean. Pandemic cut. Yeah. Well, no, it was a pandemic growth, I think. Well, yeah, that's true. That was true. Pandemic experience. Remember when you cut it and you showed us videos and there was like leaves in it and like spider webs? Oh my God. It was, <laughs> it was so much stuff in my hair that I just wasn't even aware of because it was underneath the underneath. Yeah. It yeah. was bad, man. It was, it was rough. a nest. Yeah. yeah. I ain't doing that. I ain't doing that ever again. I'm never doing uh, that again. That was too, that was too much. All right. So look, it's Friday. And here's what I want to say that we're going to get to today in an abbreviated broadcast. For those of you that are listening on 1090 on radio Fridays, we cut things short five o'clock. We hand off to Ryan Dirude, the LA football network, and we call it football Friday. And it's going to be all football today because we're going towards the divisional round of the playoffs. We got two games tomorrow, two games Sunday. And by Monday, we're all going to be talking about the AFC and NFC championship games that will be right around the corner. And then before you know it, we've got the Super Bowl set. So we got a lot to get to in terms of the divisional round games, and we will get there. Additionally, we have spent the week talking about our former team here in San Diego, the Chargers, because of everything that happened. Just to review, 27-0 lead, 27-7 at halftime, beaten on the final play by the Jacksonville Jaguars, um, and everything that could have gone wrong for the Chargers. Everything went right in the first half, and everything went wrong in the second half. And since Monday... That's all that that's been the lead story from who's going to get fired and take the blame to the press conferences for the coach and the general manager to where we get to today, where we'll have a review of what Tom Telesco, their general manager, had to say. And I see a lot of people on social media coming at me like, hey, man, you hate this team so much. You're such a hater. Why do you spend so much time talking about them? And I've had a lot of off air conversations about this with people who are like, um, yeah, that's what we're all talking about. <laughs> I got a buddy of mine who called me. He still loves the Chargers, Lo hates the Spanoses, loves the Chargers. And, and he's like, his conversations are with people that love them and hate them. So all I'm saying is this, for everybody that's tuning in and going, you guys are spending so much time on these guys. Yeah, because it's, it's a polarizing local subject that has many of us years invested into it. And so you're on one side or the other now. And so today we will finish off the season with Tom Telesco's press conference. We'll get to that coming up. 
And then we'll start to move into all these divisional round games. Uncomfortable. Tom Telesco's press conference. You want to talk about uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Again, I spent 45 minutes of my morning watching that guy hold back tears. It looked like at sometimes. Oh, good mm. God. Not tears. Like uh, I'm sad. Like I don't like being asked questions in front of people. Yeah. Did he have a coffee cup of some sort? No, he is a um, uh, Aquafina water bottle. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Got to have refreshment while you're getting peppered mm-hmm. by media. All right, look, so just to kick things off here today, I do want to remind everybody, if you are thinking about a new car, I want you to go to PenskeSanDiego.com. That's PenskeSanDiego.com. Uh, when we talk about Penske, 12 dealers, nine brands. Here they are. Acura, Audi, BMW, Honda, Lexus, Mini, Mazda, Mercedes, and Toyota. But if you go to PenskeSanDiego.com, over a thousand cars combined on the 12 lots, and now's the time to make a great deal. I'm telling you the story yesterday that car dealers a year ago couldn't get cars. There was great demand. There was no supply. Now there's lots of supply, not as much demand because the interest rates have gone up. Now's the time when car dealers are out there hustling, looking for customers, and they're competing for your business. So now's the time to get in and get the best deal. PenskeSanDiego.com is the website. Penske, P-E-N-S-K-E, PenskeSanDiego.com. All right, it's Friday afternoon. Let's kick things off with this Telesco presser. Very uncomfortable, as Alex points out. We'll get there next, along with Grande and the Brown Man on Friday. This is Kaplan and crew from the Seven Mile Casino Studios. Stick around, everybody. All right, great friends. Hey, it's Friday afternoon. It's Kaplan and crew. We're coming to you from the Seven Mile Casino Studios, sevenmilecasino.com. Hey, uh, two quick shout-outs for you, really quick. Um, First one goes back to my guy, Bob Wick, who is the equipment man. Bobby. With the XFL in Las Vegas. And the reason I'm sending a second shout out to Bob is because yesterday I told you guys a story that Bob Wick, who is a legendary San Diego Charger equipment man who was here for 30 plus years, every player uh, who ever played for the Chargers knew and loved Bob Wick, still knows and loves Bob Wick. Bobby was telling me that he and his people are in the XFL equipment rooms watching and listening to the show every day. So um, he's actually hearing things a day late, but we're keeping him connected to his home here in San Diego. So um, Bob sent me a text this morning that the guys heard the shout out and they loved it. They, they all thought it was great. So fellas, we appreciate what you're doing. We can't wait to become you know XFL fans. There's my guy right there, Bob Wick. He's rocking that Kaplan and crew hoodie. Shout out. Um, yeah, right on. Kevin and- Sumlin looks so different without a beard. Yeah, Kevin Sumlin, who used to be the coach yeah. down at Texas A&M. That was yeah. Johnny Manziel's college coach, who's now a coach in the XFL. Loved he coasted, he coasted Arizona, too. Yep. That's right. That's right. That's so, where it didn't go well. Yeah. Well, uh, so Bob, though, um, he told me, guys, he heard your shout-out about the quarter zips. Yes. And he, oh, said, nice. he said they're coming. Nice. Yeah. Shout yeah, we, go, we should go. We should do a road trip to uh, an XFL game. Totally. We should definitely love check to. that out. Yeah, maybe we'll, we'll run we into the rock. Is, maybe we'll take shots of tequila with the rock. What what we got to do is, guys, is that the Super Bowl is February twelfth. The XFL kicks off the following week. You said you were going to Vegas in March sometime to see cousin Nancy race cars, right? The tenth, yes. Yeah, so maybe we maybe we do it sometime in uh, maybe later March because I know February. You know how we're, I got this. We're whole really thing? planning. We're really actually planning things. We just got to execute them now because well, right. Because we're just doing to spring an, training too. Well, just to give you an example, like we had a date on the calendar we talked about yesterday. I think it was February twenty first, which was a San Diego State Aztec basketball game. Yeah, can't, can't go. go. Can't go. 
Just give me and Brown the tickets. We'll take Lawhead. Yeah, we'll find a fourth. Yeah. Yeah. Can't, can't go that day. We'll we'll bring a cardboard cutout of you like you're part of the show again. <laughs> <laughs> I can take a big head. Just give yeah. Yeah. a big fat Me, Browner, and Lawhead in a in a cutout of Scott. Mm-hmm. Front row. We'll All put right, a so sided hat on there for you. There you go. I appreciate that. Yeah. All right. Let's let's do this. So before we get into the divisional round of the playoffs, which we're going to get into, we're going to all make our predictions. We're going to go through all four games. We're going to do that. But before we do, just to reset, look, um, if the Chargers would have won in Jacksonville on Saturday, we would have spent this week. I know for me and Alex, we would have spent the week telling everybody how the Chargers are about to get ham slammed by the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, but instead, the Chargers, as they often have done in the past, especially when we were fans, they would always give us something to talk about, always a soap opera around the franchise. Losing the game in one of the biggest collapses, I guess if you're a Jacksonville fan, you would call it one of the biggest comebacks, one of the biggest collapses in the history of the NFL's postseason. Third biggest comeback in the history of the NFL's postseason. Behind the, the legendary game, Houston uh, you know, Oilers back in the day, at the Buffalo Bills, the Frank Wright game, uh, for the Bills. And there was another game also, I want to say it was Indianapolis and Kansas City, which was much more recent. But this is the third biggest comeback in the history of the NFL. After the loss, which was beautiful, then the dominoes begin to fall. First, it's Brandon Staley firing his offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach. Now, a lot of people kind of you know, give me a hard time on Twitter, like, what'd you expect him to do? Nothing. That's exactly what I expected him to do. That's what the Chargers do. They have a head coach who's young, cheap, and controllable. They don't want to buy him out of his contract, so they find other scapegoats. And then, as Alex points out, a year later, they fire the head coach. That's what happened with Mike McCoy. That's what happened with Anthony Lynn. And that's what will happen to Brandon Staley in all likelihood. So first, they fire the quarterback's coach, the offensive coordinator. It's all their fault. Then he fires some linebacker's coach. Then he has this press conference where he's like, I'm looking for me. I'm looking for the <laughs> offensive version of me. I'm young. I'm a superstar. Okay. Everybody was kissing my ass trying to get me because I spent one year on Sean McVay's staff. I'm looking for the offensive version of me. I'll scour every high school, every division three college. I don't care. I'm looking for the best offensive coach out there. Okay. All right. Well, after we had so much fun yesterday, thanks to Brandon Staley. Now today we get Tom Telesco, the Chargers general manager, who is usually out of sight and out of mind. He just, he stands this way in the back. He what? Who's this along? I mean, Tom Telesco has become family to the Spanoses. That's yeah. just that's just who he is. I mean, they have taken him in. They've given him a lot of money. They moved him to San Diego, uh, then to L.A., and he's been there nine or ten years and gets paid a lot of money to do what he does. He does a great job in the draft. He acquires a lot of good talent. He goes out and gets free agents to join. But as we all know the story, most of these guys get hurt, don't ever really give you what you think they could even though they've gotten the money. So with all that being said, Scott, how many real quick before we jump into it, how many NFL teams have a president of football operations and a general manager? I don't know. Because I just looked up two the two best teams in the AFC, Chiefs and Bills. Neither of them have a president of football operations. Mm -hmm. Well, the president Which, of football operations, you have to have a job title for John Spanos. Right. But isn't John Spanos overseeing the football? That's why it's important. Like that John Spanos is 
working alongside Tom Telesco, correct? Like they're mm-hmm. they're drafting together, they're scouting together, they're doing the football together. It probably goes like this. Tom Telesco says to John Spanos, this is what I'm planning on doing. Go tell your dad. Okay. Make sure your dad's cool with it. Like he's probably an intermediary, but he's got a really nice title, which is how they can pay him, you know, a couple million dollars a year. Just just wanted to throw that out there because I don't I don't think NFL teams have that position. Okay. Well, the Chargers do because the Chargers are a family run operation. And the reason they don't sell this team is because these kids, these are their jobs. This is their value. This is their identity. But listen, neither here nor there. Let, let's, why don't you walk us through, Alex, all the different Tom Telesco sound bites we're about to hear and watch? Sure. So Brandon Staley yesterday asked, Hey, uh, were you ever concerned about your job? He said, No. And so today they, or yesterday, they asked Tom Telesco, Hey, was Brandon Staley's job ever in danger? No, I mean, that was probably more your discussion uh, than ours. Um, the front office's belief in Brandon hasn't changed. He's got our belief. Our players believe in him. I mean, you've been around him. He's a tremendous leader. He's detail-oriented, um, and he's a fighter. And, you know, that's the type of people that I want to be with me, like going into competition. So um, understand the season didn't end quite the way we liked it. Um, but, uh, no, he's got our full support. Our. Because you see, I'm part of the family now, and I'm not going anywhere because they don't fire me. Because I mean, let me just show you a little bit of what Tom Telesco's career has been with the Chargers. Perfect lead-in. Yeah, I should really put this into perspective for you, because most teams would probably have moved on from their general manager by now. And listen, I'll just say this: Tom Telesco, when he was here in San Diego, I knew Tom, um, knew him off the field. Uh, had a little bit of a background with him from his days in Buffalo. Uh, Tom Telesco is a really, really decent dude. That's not, they don't pay for that. No, but but put that back up on the screen. Browner, here's your general manager. Here's your Chargers general manager. Ten seasons, sub-500 record, three playoff appearances. Uh, his playoff record as general manager, two and three. Zero division titles in his ten years. What has Tom Telesco done well? He's drafted well. I mean, he drafted Bosa, he drafted Herbert, and and plenty of other guys Mike along Williams, the way. Williams, right? Allen. Here's, here's, here's the only knock on him. Here's the only knock on him. He cannot find the right coach. Now, I well, don't know if that's a matter of whether the upstairs will cut the check for him to find the right coach, but the guy knows how to draft players, and that's what the game is about, drafting he, players and making trades now. But he's, he's, he's drafted well, to right. his credit. And he's been able to go out and find free agents. Yes. And, and that is a byproduct of having a checkbook that allows you to pay guys. Right. But so, so in terms of being able to identify talent, Tom Telesco is a very good talent evaluator. I would give him an A. Tom Telesco came from the Bill Polian school, from the old school in Buffalo, which is where Tom's from, working with Bill Polian and you know the Peyton Manning era of the Indianapolis Colts. And he's been here for 10 years with the Chargers. 10 years. And and for everybody that says all you do is hate on everything these guys do, I like Tom Telesco. Tom Telesco is a good dude. But I will just say this, that if you're a general manager of an NFL team for 10 years and you've got zero division titles, you've got three playoff appearances. Playoff wins. two, Two playoff wins in five playoff games. And your overall record over 10 years is sub 500. That's no different than an NFL quarterback. If you're, let me put it this way if you're a quarterback and you're a starter for 10 years and you got zero division titles, 
and your and your career record is sub 500, after 10 years, most teams, like the Raiders, for example, finally come to a conclusion where they go, we're not going anywhere with this guy. I'm not saying Tom Telesco should be fired because he's bad at his job. I'm saying it's a result-driven business. Also wait, said something oh, that wait. I didn't clip it out. He said, you know, I'm I don't look for an X's and O's guy. I look for leaders. Okay. Well, you should wrong. stop. You should stop doing that. Failed because you've you've done that for ten years, where you you find great leaders, and they stink as coaches. Well, none I, this, of them are great this, leaders. This is well, according to him. Brand this Staley is where I would. This is where I disagree with you, Scott. The, his job is to find talent. Mm-hmm. He's got an A at that. He's an mm-hmm. A at finding the talent. At finding the coach, I would give him an F, because. Clearly, he's made a mistake on the last two hires. I believe, me, me personally, this one worse than the other one. So, what makes him you, such a great evaluator of talent? Look at look at the players. I'm just asking. So, because I, I know I hear well, you. Because all, all I'm saying is, year in and year out, mm-hmm. these outstanding talents mm-hmm. continue to underperform and underdeliver. So, is that not so, about coaching? I don't know. Like, or are like, those players overrated? Who's saying that they're not talented? If the entire NFL is saying that Keenan Allen is one of the best route runners in the game, if the entire NFL is saying Austin Eckler is one of the better all-around backs in the league, if the entire NFL is saying Justin Herbert is one of the top five quarterbacks in the NFL, if the entire NFL is saying Derwin James is one of the best safeties, Joey Bosa is one of the best passes, he got all those dudes. So if the entire NFL is saying that, then the business in which he is judged he is getting the top talent. They never had the number one pick. So he's getting guys that are either falling to him and he's making judgment calls or he's outdoing the competition. But Browner, I mean, he did have top five, six type picks. I mean, these were not picks that were found at number 28. Um, and listen, Austin Eckler, Austin Eckler was an undrafted free agent. His guy was Melvin Gordon, who was a first round pick who underperformed. So they got really, really lucky. True. That that Austin Eckler became who he became, and that that a first round pick like Melvin Gordon could be expendable. Okay, but but, but in all seriousness, I mean, it's I think like, yeah, like when you draft is, when you draft find, Justin Herbert sixth overall, you also still let a team to the sixth overall pick. Find me a better general manager when it comes to finding players. Find me one. Okay, find me one. Um, all right, I'll I'll find you one. Um, the Chiefs. How about how about the guy in Kansas City? I mean, Patrick because, Mahomes. Listen, yeah. Give me other players. Give I will give you Travis Kelsey. Not on the team. Travis Kelsey. That's three. Well, I'm saying he found Tyreek Hill. Okay. That's, well, but that's but three. wait, but now but now go look at their their Chris wide Jones, receiver. Frank Clark. And but look at their receiving core. Look at the you guys. You wouldn't put they, Frank Clark on that list? No. Frank Clark's one of the best defensive players in the NFL. Are you crazy? But the point is, <laughs> is that look look at how Mahomes this year, look at the stars that he's turned these receivers that were no-name guys into. I mean, you're counting them on your fingers like as if you know, like, like if I really go do a deep dive on the Kansas City roster versus the Chargers roster, sure we can make, we can have that discussion. But I mean, all I'm you said find me somebody better. Um, I'll listen. How about this? You ready? How about Philadelphia? How's their general manager and and his team building skills versus the Chargers? I mean, is that can we have that comparison? Should I should I go start researching? Go ahead. Okay. Better quarterback, guess, Chargers. Okay. Better team. Better, better quarterback, than, better than coach. The MVP. Jalen Hurts better, is the MVP. Better coach. Jalen Hurts is the MVP. I want to put Patrick that out Mahomes there. Patrick Mahomes is the MVP. Stop it. Jalen Hurts. Uh, Jalen uh, Hurts going to win the MVP. 
Patrick Mahomes is the MVP. You want to bet? You want to bet? What kind of bet you want to make? I guarantee well, you, Patrick Mahomes is the MVP. Well, let's, let's listen. Let's go back to Telesco because here's the thing. I'm backing will, you, Telesco. Here, I ain't gonna let him do you like this. No, no. But hold on. But Browner, Tom Telesco's done a great job of evaluating talent. Yes. And and putting them in uniforms. That's here's what I'm what's ha- here's what's happened to Tom Telesco. Your quarterback got hurt this year and toughed it out. Mm-hmm. The star wide receiver that you gave all the money to couldn't stay healthy as usual. True. Your other star wide receiver who's getting paid a lot of money, he Never also couldn't healthy. stay healthy, missed a bunch of games. True. The star left tackle that you went out and got missed the whole season. The center True. got hurt. He missed a ton of time. True. We, I think I mentioned Bosa. You mm-hmm. went out and spent a ton of time on J.C. Jackson. You never spent played. a ton of time and money. Never played for you this year and has off-the-field-related issues, et cetera. So, I mean, this is the problem. And then on top of it, to your point, then he hires the wrong coach. And while I understand what Telesco is saying, because I can remember this. When Telesco was hired and we were all trying to figure out what is he, what do we need to know about him, I remember Bill Polian coming on the air with us and saying, here's what Telesco will do uh, brilliantly. He'll understand that it's not all about 40 times and, and um, you know, those sorts of things. It's about intangibles. It's about character. It's about building team chemistry. He, Polian told us this is what Telesco's real skill set is. But in the, in the end, when Telesco tells us, and by the way, this is what he's supposed to tell us. This is our coach. This is our guy. We love him. He's great. You see him around the player. No, I don't. I don't. He, he's, he, when, when a GM does that to the reporters, he, you know, you see, and, and the reporter's like, oh, yeah, okay. I mean, I guess, I guess I do. Yeah, you're right. No, he, the results are the results. As much as I despised AJ Smith, the previous general manager, it's a result driven business. You are 10 years, you have zero division titles, you keep changing coaches, your players can't stay healthy. So for me, this is just my own opinion, if he's coaching somewhere else, or if he's general managing somewhere else, they're like, hey, look, it's been a nice run. We've been pretty good. We've been like a 500-ish kind of team over the past 10 years. We want to take the next step. We're ready to go in another direction. Not the Chargers. Let's I keep going. I just want to refer to my records that John Browner said Tom Telesco is the best GM in the NFL. I just want mm-hmm. that for Rigby. Okay. Yeah. For Rigby. Thank you. Picking, okay. picking player. So here mm-hmm. is Tom Telesco. We've evaluated his job. How does Tom Telesco evaluate the job he's done in 10 seasons? How for you, uh, just completing your 10th season, how would you personally evaluate so far what you've done as a general manager? I don't, I don't answer those questions. I don't even know how to answer those questions. Um, you know, we're trying to put the best team on the field we can. I think if you look at this team and, like, if you look at the last three quarters full, um, we have some stars on both sides of the ball. We had the depth this year to withstand some challenging circumstances. Um, we've got coaching staff that's really they have they all have leadership ability. They teach really well. They were able to adjust on the fly this year, and you know locally and nationally, like our fan base is really exploding. So there's that's the positives right there. Those we can build on that. So I'm excited about that. I love the people that I work with. So um, there's just a lot there in front of us right now. What the hell did that mean? Because if your coaches are so great and they're so abil- they're so able to to you know adjust on the fly then why is the offensive coordinator and the quarterback coach being scapegoated? Because you only ran the ball eight times in the second half? That's not on the head coach to say to the offensive coordinator, run the ball, eat the clock. Listen, look, here's the thing. We could sit here and pick apart all these comments all day long. 
but these guys don't want to say anything and they never do say anything. Right. I don't know how to answer that question. I, I don't, I, I don't answer questions like that. And I don't know how to answer that question, but our fan base is exploding nationally and locally. What, what metrics do you have to, to, to prove that? There Just was fan, there was, he's, he said later there was fans in Jacksonville. He's like, I don't remember ever having us that many fans at a away game or something like that. You right, probably should have won. There's more. There, there's more from Telesco. There's a lot more. He uh, talks about the window, Scott, okay. where right. the uh, the quarterback doesn't make that much money. He re- refutes refutes what Anthony Lynn said about resources. Okay. And the Chargers are not injury prone. How dare you say those things about my team? Okay. We'll get back to uh, more of the Tom Telesco presser in a second, and then we're going to get to all the games from the weekend. Before we do, um, I want to just give a quick reminder and a shout out to our guy from Mountain Trust Mortgage and Realty. That's Gary Cooper, 858-376-1299, 858-376-1299. Look, it's Friday, and you may be thinking to yourself this weekend, we're planning on going to look at some open houses, and we're planning on looking at condos, and we're contemplating this part of San Diego County, and maybe this part of San and we're not really sure, but we're looking around. You should talk to Gary Cooper, 858-376-1299. He can help you on the buying or the selling side. He can also help you get not pre-qualified, but pre-approved for a loan. Because we had this conversation yesterday where pre-qualified sounds really good. But then when you actually go to purchase the house and then they really start to dig in, maybe you're not really approved. Qualified, but big difference between approval. You want to be pre-approved before you go out house hunting so you know what you can afford to buy. Not, hey, I'm pre-qualified and this is what I think I can buy. I'm actually pre-approved. This is what I have and this is what I can go ahead and and buy. So talk to Gary. He's the pro. 858-376-1299. MountainTrustRealty.com is the website to use to see all of Gary's listings, but he can help you and represent you. And he's helped literally hundreds, if not thousands of great friends over the years, including this guy right up here, Alex, who, Hey Alex, how's home ownership treating you right about now with that window problem you got? Sucks. Hate it. <laughs> Wish I was renting again. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. What happened? What, what do happened to your windows? Uh, they, we told the HOA this when we moved in the one of our windows in our bedroom is not sealed all the way properly. Uh, so sometimes when it rains really, really hard, we get some leaks. They haven't fixed it. We got a lot of leaks and now there's water damage. So oh they, my God. Yeah. What a pain in the ass. Yeah. All right. Stick around. You'll hear more of Telesco. We'll move into the games. This is Kaplan and crew from the seven mile casino studios on a Friday. All right. Hey guys, uh, breaking in here, midpoint of the show, a little halftime report. And again, I just want to encourage everybody. I've said this many times that for those of you that are regular podcast listeners, you've heard about athletic greens. And perhaps you've even been persuaded to buy a subscription to Athletic Greens. If that's the case, I hope you're feeling great. I hope you're living a very healthy life. But for those of you that have not yet bought, um, here's what I want to say. I literally take the product daily. I'm not the uh, end-all, be-all when it comes to healthy lifestyle. So I'm not trying to tell you that. I'm saying that for me, here's what I receive. Um, Lots of probiotics. Clean out the system, man. That's number one. Number two all the vitamins and minerals. I don't love popping pills every day and I don't love having to try and remember it, okay? With this package, you get the bottle, you get the five free travel packs, which you're gonna wind up taking with you and you're gonna wind up buying more, I assure you of that. You're gonna get the one-year supply of vitamin D, plus you're gonna get the greens and the container to hold the greens in the refrigerator and then you're gonna use it every day. And here's what you're gonna get. Lots of mental clarity, 
lots of sustained energy. You're not going to need a cup of coffee at two o'clock in the afternoon. One bottle of athletic greens. I'm telling you right now, keeps me rolling all day long. And I, I always travel with it too. Like I was up in Minneapolis last weekend. I knew I wanted to be clear-minded for the game and the broadcast. I took it that morning, Sunday morning. And by the time I got to the airport, which was probably about 8.15 or so that night. So, you know, 7 in the morning, 8.15 at night, lots of things going on. The energy of the crowd, the game, the broadcast. This stuff right here. I mean, I, I don't know how I would have done it without it. So all I want to say to you is this. Um, everybody wants to lose weight, but everybody also wants to get healthier this time of the year. Start with Athletic Greens. Athleticgreens.com slash Kaplan. Athleticgreens.com slash Kaplan. It'll cost you less than a cup of coffee every day. I'm telling you that right now. And you're going to be doing something really good for your body. Athleticgreens.com slash Kaplan. Let's get back to it. All right, great friends. Hey, Friday afternoon, Kaplan and crew from the Seven Mile Casino Studio, sevenmilecasino.com. If you're just getting with us, radio listeners, we were listening in on the Tom Telesco Chargers general manager uh, end of season press conference. And um, I just, it's just entertaining. I mean, to listen to these guys try and squirm as the media is circling, going, dude, you guys were. 10 and seven. You guys made it to the wild card. You guys had a lot of momentum going into the postseason. And in a meaningless week 18 game, you got one of your biggest offensive playmakers hurt. You shouldn't have played the guy. And that's maybe one of the reasons why you weren't able to do anything in the second half because certain players weren't available. You're up 27 nothing. You wind up falling in this game 31 to 30. You scored three points in the second half. You ran the ball eight times in the second half when you needed to eat the clock. I mean, the media is bringing legitimate criticisms to both the coaches' press conference and the general manager's press conference. But these guys, they're not going anywhere. Staley's not getting fired. You scapegoat assistant coaches. That's what he's done. That's what the Chargers have done. Tom Telesco, for those of you, again, just getting here, we put his resume up on the screen. Ten years as general manager. Zero division titles, a sub 500 record, sub 500 in the playoffs, only three playoff appearances. You've been the general manager for 185 games, approximately 185. And you're two and three in the playoffs. You've only been to the playoffs three times. Yes, he's drafted well. Yes, there are star players on this team. Yes, the team and the organization has paid the players. But the results are the results. Can I ask you a question to this specific year? If there's any Charger fans listening still, which I know there are a few. There's one at least here. There he are, is. Look at him. Look at Brown. Are we – let me put it into perspective before you even answer. Are mm -hmm. we overreacting to the to the blown 27-point lead? Because I say it this way. 9-8 and eight last year, should have made the playoffs, made a stupid mistake. But, hey, it's his first year as a head coach, Just his first year with Justin Herbert. This year, they finished in the fifth seed in the AFC. Nobody expected the Chargers to finish any higher than that because they weren't going to beat the Chiefs for the division title. They went 10 and 7, and they struggled in the middle of the season because Herbert was hurt and they missed a bunch of guys. They rode the ship out. They ended up, they finished the season on like a five game winning streak until week 18. Are we overreacting, or is what we're saying like a legitimate criticism of a, of a coach two years in? Here's what I would say if I were a hardcore Charger fan, and if this were 2015, 
here would my here would be my answer. Hey, look, I'm disappointed. They had a 27-0 lead and they should have won the game. I'm disappointed. But if I'm really looking at it, think about it like this. Your quarterback got hurt early in the season and toughed his way through it. You lost your starting left tackle, who's one of the best players in the league, according to everybody who seems to be an expert. Your defensive end, who you got all your money in, he didn't give you much this year because he got hurt also. You paid Mike Williams a ton of money. He's always hurt. Keenan Allen's one of the better play, uh, paid receivers and one of the best route runners in the league. He's always hurt. Their center got hurt. He was out for a long time. And on the defensive side, besides Bosa, you went out and signed this J.C. Jackson, who was supposed to be a really great player coming from New England. He played zero due to injuries and then other off-the-field-related issues. So I guess if I'm going to say I'm going to look on the bright side, again, now I'm this is 2015 mm -hmm. Charger fan here. If I'm going to look on the bright side, given all of the injuries and the lack of production based on where your money is, Pretty impressive what they were able to accomplish. If you're asking me, I will tell you this. It depends on what your expectation were of this team. I expected this team to be either in the AFC Championship game or in the Super Bowl. So to me, I think the year was a failure because I thought they should have beaten Jacksonville. I thought they were fairly more talented than Jacksonville for whatever reason. The light didn't come on in the second half and they got wiped out. So to me, I felt like there are a lot of points in time where the coaching failed this team. I felt like there were a lot of points in times where no leadership stepped up, but I expected more from this team, from people who didn't expect much from them. No, it's, it's a success just by all the things that all the mayors just Scott just mentioned. But if you are like me, everybody had injuries. Everybody had yeah. people go down. So to me, the injuries aren't an excuse because it's a yearly excuse for them. It but can't it's funny, always... like, isn't it funny, Brunner? Like when you say it, when you break it down the way, you know, we just did. It doesn't seem like that bad of a year. Correct. But if you watch it every single week, you see Terrible. the mistakes made. You see like the shortcomings of the both the staff and players. Mm -hmm. And it really highlights why the dude needs to go. Like, is he yes. gonna have a massive improvement next year? I don't know. How? I doubt it. I, doubt it. I mean, I mean, listen, the, the coach himself, look, there's nobody I, on that staff, I don't think at the moment, that has any sort of head coaching experience because right. at one at point all, they there's like there's nobody point, there right there was a ken wisenhunt on their staff yes. at one time there was. there there gus was a bradley. gus bradley on their staff was. at one frank time. frank reich yeah there they had guys who had you know much more experience their head coach is 40 years old i'm not knocking his age i'm just saying that if you look at his resume and I, I, again i can even it said it himself yesterday yeah the way he described it he made it seem like it's like this like coming of age beautiful story but he described the what he's looking for in an offensive in an offensive coordinator by saying i was a guy three years ago where i i was in college i was a linebackers coach and then one year i was a defensive coordinator and hey boof i was a head coach like the way he described it was like exactly why you shouldn't have been hired in the first place well, that's not exactly what you right. should be looking for and don't and don't tell me he's this great leader of men um i'm not buying that what has he led them to one year they don't make the playoffs, the next year they get into the playoffs and they blow a 27 to nothing lead. I mean, we all criticized criticized Norv Turner back in the day. He's not a leader of men. We all praised Marty Schottenheimer back in the day. He's a great leader of men, but the results of all of them were still the same. 
So so go back to Telesco though. What yes. what else should we hear from Telesco? Right, what do you because, want to hear? Because well, because Doctor Max Say yes. is going to join us here in a few minutes. Let's you let's want to do the to you want him responding to Anthony Lynn. Sure, go ahead. Anthony Lynn, for those of you that missed it, Anthony Lynn now with the 49ers said that the 49ers will do whatever it takes. They'll give any resource to win football games. And he said, that's not the way it was for me when I was in L.A. So Anthony Lynn took his shot at the Chargers. And of course, somebody winds up asking Telesco about it. Go ahead. Well, Telesco did hire Anthony Lynn, so Telesco was asked. Yeah, I love Anthony. I just I just disagree with his assessment. And maybe, maybe he didn't quite mean it like that because when Anthony was here, we were playing in a, you know, a nice soccer stadium, but a soccer stadium nonetheless. So um, if you look at what we spent last year in free agency, I don't think you can say that. And then we're going to move into a you know, state-of-the-art building you know, within a couple years. Um, so, yeah, I don't see any issues with the resources here based on how, we've, how we attack free agency, how we pay our players, the building we're going to move into, the stadium we play in. So, um, no, no, no. But, uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Well, we haven't moved you, in there yet, but the way you pay your players is fine. Nobody's complaining about that. Nobody's calling. And they have no control to... over that. Right. Like but you floor. have to. Right. But but on the other hand, um, don't, don't tell me you're moving into a state of the art building. It may be state of the art. You may have fast Wi-Fi. But the question is, do you have everything that the Green Bay Packers have? Do you have everything that the Dallas Cowboys have? Do you have got, everything the that have the Kansas cards, City Chiefs okay. have? The Tell doors him, have man. key cards, man. They got Are key sure? cards and all. I don't know about that. Hey, it's state the of the toilet, art. He said you, don't state have of the to, art. you don't have to touch the toilet. It flushes right. automatically. Right. right. When it's you get up, it just building. flushes. They have the thing that you put your hands under the water comes out. Like, it's state of the art. Maybe <laughs> what you need. What, yeah, what, yeah, yeah. what else did Telesco say before yeah, Dr. Max Sage? Yeah, yeah, last one. Last one. The injuries. Why is this team so injured? The one thing, you know, we had some injuries this year. Overall, we were slightly above the average, so it wasn't. I wouldn't call it an epidemic. There were a lot of teams that had a lot worse off than we did. We weren't even in the bottom third. Um, last year, we were in the top five healthiest teams. So I don't really see, you know, every team has to try and get through some different points of the season with injuries. I understand that. We did that this year. I thought we did that pretty well, um, both by the depth we had and the coaches adjusting to what we had. Um, but uh, I kind of think the injury narrative is a little bit overblown unless somebody has numbers that can show me differently. Um, we were a really healthy team two years ago. This year, yeah, we were above the average, but it wasn't like we were in you know, the bottom of the leagues. Oh, dude, he just so badly doesn't have the guts to say it. He wants to say it, but he doesn't say it. Why'd they look, suck then? Look, look at then... the Rams. Look at the Rams. Look what happened to them. They got oh. obliterated by injuries, and, and they, they won five games. Look at us. We, we battled through our injuries. All we heard all year was there's an injured team. They're the most injured team. They're the most injured team. They don't have this guy. They don't have this guy. They don't. This is why we're losing. This is why we're losing. And now he's like, no, overblown. Okay. Dude, this so, guy. So then, so then you guys just sucked. Dude, this guy has this job because if he, if they didn't have a general manager, the person who would be standing at that podium is John Spanos. Hey, listen, um, you know, Stephen Jones sometimes speaks on behalf of the Cowboys, but you know, 99% of the time it's Jerry Jones. This is the reason Tom Telesco gets paid is because he knows a lot more about talent evaluation than John Spanos does. And he got to stand in front and take, take all the shots. These guys, man, listen, everybody who tells me you're such a hater, why you keep talking about, it? cause it's entertaining. But it, it's all wrong. I should have done what Stephen A. Smith did. I should have been like a, a Cowboys hater with a crazy national <laughs> fan base because there's nobody who, there's only a few people. True.
All right. Hold on a second. Wait a second. Uh, let, let's let's move in a slightly different direction for a couple of minutes. Dr. Maxey standing by. All right, guys, I see Dr. Thomas Maxey from iThrive is standing by in our waiting room. We put him right through, man. He comes right in. When he comes in, VIP treatment. Here is Dr. Maxey from iThrive stopping by on a Friday afternoon. Hey, Doc, how are you, man? I'm doing great. What about you guys? You ready for the weekend? Yeah, big time. Hey, Doc, I got to tell you really quickly before we talk about iThrive Lean and how much weight Alex has lost and, and we've been following his journey. But listen, Last week you were on, I told you that I had to travel. You said to me, come see me before you leave. Let me get you an IV. On Friday of last week, I, I was going to leave on Saturday morning, go to Minneapolis. It's going to be there Saturday night, Sunday, get there, game, cold, outside, whatever. 60, 70,000 people in a, in a stadium, mm -hmm. airports to and from, et cetera, et cetera, right? So I wanted to be as healthy and I wanted to fight anything off because I've been hearing about people coming back on you know trips and having COVID. Me and my girlfriend, Rachel, go down to iThrive in Mission Valley on Friday. Doc, I don't know what you gave me in terms of that IV. I know we talked vitamin C and hydration. I know I came in very dehydrated because I sucked that thing down. <laughs> yeah, doc, now your veins are hiding too. I know, but Dr. Max say, man, I'm telling you right now, this was Saturday I left, Sunday was the game, hustle to the airport, jump on a plane, didn't get back to LAX until 1230 Sunday night into Monday morning, car service down to San Diego. And then Monday and Tuesday, I had to schlep back to LA. It's been a crazy, you know, probably week, but that IV I'm feeling great still. Um, and thankfully thus far, knock on wood, nothing. So mm. what did you do for me and what should people be doing when they're traveling like this? Yes. I mean, we, we gave you our typical immune bag with a couple extra goodies in there for you just for the VIP treatment as well. But uh, it's a combination of the bag you got with seven grams of vitamin C, uh, zinc and selenium to help boost the immune system, a bunch of electrolytes, uh, B vitamins to help energize you, push your detox pathways and a ton of amino acids, which is just like the building blocks for so many proteins and hormones and different things that our body uses to function optimally that we get depleted in when we're burning the candle at both ends and we're traveling and we're exposing ourselves to a bunch of different environments and stimulants and toxins and things like that that we don't even know of sometimes. So even if you're taking supplements and you're taking zinc and vitamin D and things like that and trying to stay healthy, when you're really pushing your system, you're going to be depleted and it's going to be hard for you to get that fully repleted with just supplements. And that's why doing IVs is so great because you get like 90 to 99% absorption of the nutrients. I know. It's funny. I, I was talking to my mother on the way down and um, she's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm going to get an IV. And she goes, what do you mean an IV? Like, are you sick? Do you not feel well? Are you going to the hospital? What's wrong with you? And yeah. I'm like, no, ma, like this is California, you know, and uh, we'll do anything to stay healthy and strong including mm -hmm. taking an IV to my mother. I was speaking a foreign language. You were um, in a hospital bed laid up right, with the sickness. Right. Yeah. She's like, Oh, an IV, my son, what's wrong? And I'm like, no mom, I'm doing this voluntarily. This is going to help keep me stronger and healthier. And doc, um, I was really appreciative of what you guys put into, uh, to my girlfriend, Rachel too, because she's, you know, she's like me. She wants to stay as healthy and, you know, fight things off and we're around people and we hear about people getting sick. So those IVs, I know we're, we're going to talk about iThrive Lean here in a second, but those IVs are, I mean, they're like magic. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, it, I do it anytime I'm feeling really run down or I'm super tired and feel like I can't get over the hump. And I wake up feeling like a brand new person almost every time I do it. And I do feel good for about three to five days afterwards. It's it's phenomenal. Yeah, I love it. It really is. All right, let's talk about I Thrive Lean, though, because Alex, you got an update. Now, hey, Doc, Alex broke his scale. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was confused. Uh, it was confused. There was so much, like, it just wasn't the same. Uh, like I <laughs> yeah, uh, the the last time I weighed in, uh, it was like 31, 31 pounds. Yeah, something like that. 31 pounds. This guy's yeah. down. 31 pounds. Extra ex, uh, on my belt. I think um, two holes or, mm. from what I previously was. like. So it's like I can go get another belt now instead of like, you know, adding holes or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And now this I told Scott, now that like holidays are over, I'm putting in. Uh, the Dr. Fry method and throwing in the workouts now too, back on the Peloton. So really, really, really stepping it up now because I think, I don't know how long I'm going to do this for, but eventually I'm going to be off it. So I want to get into that rhythm now as well. Yeah. 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 And I'm sure you're just feeling better and more motivated to lose weight and stay active now that you're seeing the results too. Right? Yeah, exactly. It's addicting. It is yeah. very addicting. Yeah, and it sounds like you might have plateaued just a little bit. That's why when you come in on Monday, we're probably going to bump your dose again so we can get a little bit more weight loss to continue going. And that just happens over time, and that's why we have the dosing schedule too. So your body gets used to it. We bump it up a little bit, and we kind of find the ideal weight loss week by week that we want. Give me the full needle, man. Give me the full, full thing. <laughs> you want the full deal, huh? Give me the NOS version. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to so take, take one bite of a banana and be like, I'm full. <laughs> <laughs> so what's funny though is is that um when we were when rachel and i were in i thrive on friday we ran into um dr fry and and i was like you know gosh dr fry i can't believe how much weight you lost and i can't believe how great you look and blah blah and finally rachel looks over and she's like all right enough okay <laughs> we get it like she's hot we get it and i'm like no you don't understand like i liked her the way she was she was very athletically built you know, and she's gotten like ridiculously lean. So I guess what I'm saying is it's, it's one thing to like lose weight and say, wow, I step on the scale. I'm down 30 pounds. That's awesome. It's another thing though, to do what she's done, which is increase her exercise as well. And while she's contracted her body size, she's also gotten hyper lean. I mean, she looks, she looks yeah. amazing. And any, I feel like anybody can do this. Yeah, I mean, it's really it, it goes back to changing the way that your body is metabolizing things, too. So you're not storing energy in your fat cells and you're putting most of the energy towards repairing and building your muscles and your vital organs and things like that, too. So, you know, when you're putting in the work, it definitely helps results come really fast and it can do a lot of good for the body. And just losing weight is so anti-inflammatory. Having too much extra weight is like a huge predictor of cardiovascular disease, organ dysfunction, metabolic dysfunction. So just losing the weight is so anti-inflammatory and beneficial to the body that your body is able to repair and heal itself better over time, the more weight that you lose. Hey doc, you got any uh, big plans this weekend? You've got, you know, the divisional round of the NFL playoffs Saturday and Sunday. You, uh, you in on that? Uh, I'm going to be working on Sunday, but I'm going to go snowboarding tomorrow in Mammoth. So I got a, I got a day off and I'm taking full advantage. Damn, uh, one day trip. Yeah. Hold on. I want to hear about this. You're going Me to too. Mammoth. You're going to Mammoth for a day. 
Yeah, well, I'm going to drive up today a little bit later in the day with a friend. We're going to get there late. Our friends are playing some music and then we're going to snowboard all day tomorrow. I'm going to drive back and then I'm going to see patients all day Sunday. Um, what so time you're snowboarding you... all day Saturday and then driving back the same day? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What time do you think you're going to leave? I know you're energized. Well, yeah, what time do you think you're going to leave Mammoth on, on Saturday? Oh, probably like four or five. Get home at like 11 or 12. You know, this is not a terrible idea. I'm going to see if I can do the same thing. I, because really? honestly, I swear to you, what I've been thinking about is, is tomorrow, the games tomorrow, the Jacksonville, Kansas City game, and then the Eagles and the Giants, these are the two games I'm less interested in than the Sunday games, which is the Cowboys and the Niners is the late game. And uh, who am I missing in the early game from the AFC side of things? Um, Bills, Bengals. Thank you. So the game of the weekend. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I didn't have any fun. But, I, but I will say, Doc, um, I've been thinking about, hey, maybe I should just head up to Big Bear for the day. A lot easier, three hours rather than six or seven. But um, I like what you're doing. I... How's the uh, driving conditions with all the rain and snow? Like, is it subsided now? All the roads are clear right now. There's no storms. Everything's salted because you're going up the valley mm -hmm. through Bishop where it's warmer. So there's no snow. So it's only right when you get into Mammoth that the roads start getting sketchier. There's a lot of snow. So. Wow, okay. dude. I, I applaud you, man. Leaving tonight. Uh, what time are you leaving San Diego tonight? One. You, one in the afternoon? Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Got it. All right. I got you. All right. Well, listen, good luck. Have fun. Uh, stay healthy. And uh, we'll talk to you next week. But thanks a lot, Doc. I really, the IV was great. Rachel and I both loved it. Alex is killing it with the I Thrive Lean program. And I just want to direct everybody 858 240 1497 to make an appointment. 858 240 1497 is the phone number. Go to our website, kaplanandcrew.com. Click on the iThrive logo. You'll read all about iThrive Lean, what the product is, FDA approval, guarantees, et cetera. And then you're going to save $200 a month for the first three months. You're going to pay $299 for the first three months. Then it bumps up. But by that time, who knows? Maybe you've lost enough weight that you go off of it. But Dr. Max, say we appreciate you, man. Thank you. And good luck up, up there. Guys. I was going to be in here. All right, man. We'll talk to you later. All right, everybody. Stick around. Final segment of the week on the way. We're going to make our final predictions on all four of the divisional round games, including Buffalo Cincinnati, which I couldn't get out of my mouth here just a few moments ago. Stick around. We're in the seven mile casino studios. This is Kaplan and crew. All right. Great friends. Hey, final segment here on a Friday afternoon. Want to say to all of our YouTube viewers, appreciate you guys being here all week long. Okay. Um, I know there's a couple of you guys that are in our YouTube chat every day and they're like, Oh, beating a dead horse. Keep on beating that dead horse. Viewership is going down. I haven't seen that this week. I haven't seen massive drops in viewership because we've been talking about this whole charger situation. In fact, if anything, I think people have been more engaged across Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, uh, Facebook for sure. I've seen a ton of engagement there. And this is the reason because everybody has an opinion about our former team. Some people stuck with them. Other people bailed on them. I bailed. You guys stayed. Oh, that's fine. But um, everybody got an opinion about it, especially when you lose, when you're up 27, nothing in a playoff game against the Jacksonville Jaguars. We'll see those guys again. That's what, uh, that's what the cute little coach said. We'll see those guys again. Hopefully those guys. Yeah. We're coming for those guys. All right. Let's talk about what's happening this weekend, fellas. Um, because now th this is usually the best weekend of the year in the NFL. Four games. Best eight teams, toe-to-toe, -to -toe, let's do it. Winner moves on to the AFC and, Ch and NFC Championship games the following Sunday. 
And then we're two weeks out from the Super Bowl. Jacksonville, Kansas City. Get Are we making our picks? Off. I'm going to tweak yeah, these out it. again. Yeah. So Jacksonville and Kansas City get things kicked off on Saturday afternoon, 1.30 local time here in town. Um, I got to say, I would love to see Jacksonville pull a crazy upset. Just because I like an underdog. I mean, they're, they're nine-point underdogs. They're a second-year quarterback with a first-year coach with this franchise. With a The Jaguars are, based on the results of this season, they're a team on the upswing. As Tony Baselli said to us earlier this week, he thinks the Jacksonville Jaguars over the next 10 years, they're a serious player in the AFC. We'll see if that actually works out. On the other hand, Kansas City. And Kevin Keatsman has been with us throughout the year saying they play to their competition. But on the other hand, this is the playoffs. This is their home field. This is Arrowhead, 75,000 people freezing and screaming. They're home. They got the coach. They got the quarterback, the tight end, one of the best defensive linemen in the entire NFL. The home crowd with, you know, all that home cooking. As much as I'd love to see Jacksonville pull an upset, and I think they can make the game competitive. I think Kansas City wins the game and frankly, probably winds up winning the game by about 10 points. Like Vegas usually gets this stuff really close. Nine point favorites seems like a lot. I think Kansas City wins this game probably by 10 points, probably by two scores. So I got KC, give you a score here, like 35 to 24, somewhere in that neighborhood. What do you say, Grande? Yeah, I think the Chiefs will jump out early. I think the G- the Chiefs will take a big lead. I think the game will be, not be entertaining, but because it's the NFL and they can't lose viewers that fast, the Jaguars will score a few and end up covering, but it won't be a close game. I think I think Kansas City is just better. I think Kansas City, now that they're in the playoffs, they know that they this is what they're built for. I think it's Kansas City, and I don't think they cover, but like I said, it's not going to be a close game. Okay, I've got it. Uh, I've got it. Kansas City covering in this game. Browner, how about you, man? What do you say? Kansas City, Jacksonville. Whoa! Last week. Oh. Uh, you said if Jacksonville beats the Chargers, they will win the Super Bowl. You said that last week. Because I didn't think they would win. <laughs> <laughs> okay because hey, i remember we haven't brought it up all all week but i remember we made our picks like so you said if jacksonville beats the chargers they're gonna win the super bowl this year mm-hmm. yeah I, I did say that because yeah. i didn't think they would win they did unfortunately <laughs> for me so now here i am telling yeah. you i think they shot i think they shot that load last week like that was yeah. unbelievable that takes a lot to do what they did i don't know if they have it in i don't know if they have it in them to come go to kansas city and, and do that to Kansas City, which is a better team than Los Angeles. But it's a good battle of coaches, though, because Andy Reid was in Philadelphia, and then Doug Peterson became the coach of Philadelphia. And outdid him in Philadelphia. And, and won a Super Bowl when Andy Reid was not able to do that. He led a team to a Correct. Super Bowl, but they were not able to win a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. So it, it is a good matchup of head coaches who go a long ways back. Um, but I got to give all the advantages. Home, the crowd. The weather, MVP. the quarterback, the tight end. I mean, the, the defensive lineman. I mean, just feel like everything is is favoring Kansas City. So I, I've got Kansas City to win and cover. Browner, what are you going to do here? Kansas City is a, a nine-point favorite. What do you think? Ooh, because hmm. I think I think it'll I think it's gonna be 13, 10 to 13. 
because they got to keep it within a couple scores because the television rights. Okay, so you're taking Kansas City, you're taking Jacksonville to cover. Kansas City to cover. Okay, can't, me and Brown are both have Kansas City to cover. Alex says Jacksonville will cover. Okay, also, the later game is going to have to outcoach Danny Reed for more than a half to win that game. And that ain't gonna happen. Just right. uh, not, not just not just one half. Right, two halves. Yeah. Co- <laughs> Coach, were you out? Were you, were you out coached by uh, by Doug Peterson? Well, you wouldn't have said that for one half. No, I'm <laughs> saying it for the game because anybody can start. But the question is, how do you finish? Got to be careful with guys like you. Uh, they brief coach. Me. They brief. Alex, coach. were you drunk at New Year's? Well, not the first two hours. Right. Yeah. In the future, coach, win the second halves. Just so you know, yeah. the first half clearly could be overcome by the second half. Win the second halves, coach. All right. The, the the later game on Saturday is the New York Giants at Philadelphia, and I will just say this: my question marks about Philadelphia are question. Jalen Hurts. His shoulder, missing time late in the season, coming back in the final week, not being special, then having a week off. And the Giants with, look, here's the thing about the Giants. And I wouldn't have known this if I didn't do their game last week. The fact is that over the last nine games of the regular season, the Giants only won three of those games. They limped towards the finish line. In week 16, the Giants lost to the Vikings. But in that game, the Giants threw an interception, gave up a fumble, had a punt blocked in the fourth quarter, and it required the Vikings to kick a 61-yard field goal to win that game, which is why so many people thought that the Giants would beat the Vikings last week in that rematch, even though it was in Minneapolis, because... The Giants could have won that game in week 16. But, you know, the, the turnovers, the block punt, it, it hurt them. But it still required a miraculous field goal to win the game. Now you're playing a division opponent, an opponent you know well. It's in Philadelphia. They'll have the fans. I think the weather is immaterial. Uh, but they will have the home field. Daniel Jones really impressed me last week. His season is impressive. Saquon Barkley healthy and explosive. I just don't know if the Giants offensive front can hold up against Philadelphia's defense. Giants are seven and a half point underdogs. I think they can keep it to under seven points. I think it could be like a six or seven point game. Could be like a 28-21, a 28-24 I think Philadelphia wins the game, and I think they, they're they in control of it. But I think the score makes the game look closer than perhaps it actually is. I'm going to take Philadelphia to win. I'm going to take the Giants to cover. What do you say, Alex? Yeah, uh, I think that this game is going to be pretty close going into the fourth quarter, and the Philly, Philly just pulls away in the fourth. I think uh, Week 18... Jalen Hurts kind of getting back into it after missing two weeks. But if you if you go back and you look at what the Eagles did to the Giants in week 14, they just kicked their ass. The Eagles are maybe the best team this year. We'll see. But I think that the Eagles end up pulling away in the fourth quarter, and they cover. So I think it'll be maybe tied going into the fourth, and the Eagles pull away and cover in the fourth. Okay. Brown, who wins, who covers? Giants win this game. I think the best player on the field is going to be Saquon Barkley. I think the best quarterback is going to be Daniel Jones. 
The Giants gonna win this game. You wow. really hate Jalen Hurts. No, I don't. I don't really hate Jalen Hurts. He's he's hurt. He is hurt. He cannot be as effective. He can't use all his tools. Daniel Jones has everything available in his toolbox. And again, the best player on the field will be Saquon Barkley. That's why I like the Giants. I do like the Giants' momentum, mm-hmm. which you know I'm I'm calling it momentum because they played last week. And they, coach, by the way, they, they went on the road. They won a game. Um, whereas Philadelphia had the week off. And I feel like because of Hertz injury and those two weeks, and then, you know, week 18 is nothing other than like a preseason game. Now you've got a week off and you're waiting. So Philadelphia is either going to come out fresh, rested and ready to roll. I think so. Or, or they could come out just a little, a little on the rustier side where their timing isn't right. I'm going with Philadelphia, but Browner, I love that you're taking the giants and it, it will not shock me. Just won't shock me. I would be stunned. Win. Yeah, I like Brian Dable a lot. I think that he has he has his finger on the pulse of this team, and I think he knows he's got some up his sleeve for Nick Sirianni because it's the third time they're playing a division team. That's always tough, regardless of who you are. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, history has proven that Daniel Jones is still the quarterback of the New York Giants. True. You can and listen, you guys don't watch enough Vikings. I understand that you think that's like a solid. It was a solid performance. It was a historic performance. But I'm telling you, that's the same defense that made Justin Fields realize, hey, I'm pretty good because he was awful up until that game this year. Like the Vikings I'm, defense is trash. The Eagles defense is no joke. I, we will see Daniel Jones come back down to earth. He will. I'm more I, focused on Saquon Barkley than I am Daniel Jones. I would say this. If I if I could find a reason to think that the Giants could win this game, it would be cause it would be because defensively they've gotten two important pieces to their secondary back last week, a safety and a corner. And the second part of it is their defensive coordinator, Wink Martindale. Oh yeah, he blitzed. Baby. He will blitz half the game. And if you can put pressure on Hertz, and if what Browner says is right, which is that he is not fully healthy, if you can hit him. If you can make them uncomfortable, if you can put pressure on them, that's probably the Giants' best way. Jalen Hurts going to run for over hundred. Well, let's see. It's, like it's, that all this blitz comes with in, that, Hurts with that shoulder right up the middle. With that shoulder, he's not. I don't hurt. think they're going to be doing a lot he's of not her anymore. All right, all right. Let's keep going. I'm a big believer Stay in low. the Eagles. Big, big, big. I've been I a see. believer all year long. Yeah. Um, hey, before we uh, before we move over to Sunday's games, um, just a quick mention here. Uh, actually, you know what? I'll save it. I'll save it until we get to the end because I want to do a highlight of the day. So I'll do that. All right, let's move over to Sunday. Uh, Bills, Bengals, the rematch. So let me start off with this. I've been saying all along that I see this Disney movie in my head where DeMar Hamlin plays for the Bills in the Super Bowl. The story on DeMar Hamlin, um, and we, we saw this the other day when their coach spoke, hey, he's back in the building. And what it sounded like to me was it sounded like a guy who was coming back from injury who was trying to get himself back and ready. And I was saying to you guys yesterday, I could see DeMar Hamlin playing for the Bills in the Super Bowl. But, I mean, this is just me sitting here in San Diego saying this. The reports are, you know, he's still got a long road ahead of him. You know, I mean, he's got a lot of health-related concerns because when you're dead on the field and your heart stops beating and then you spend a week in the hospital and you got lung issues and brain issues, he's back in the building and trying to get his life back together. But my prediction of the Disney movie where he has the game-winning interception pick six in the Super Bowl, that doesn't look like that's going to happen, you know? 
Um, by all accounts, it doesn't look like DeMar Hamlin is headed towards a return. But again, I see a big Disney movie and I've got a dream oh, for DeMar Hamlin. He's going to be there. That's for sure. And yeah. I don't want to spoil the reports that are out there. Just tune in on Sunday because it sounds like they have something special. Why? Why? What do you mean ruin the reports? If they're reports, tell us. They're not really reports. That's oh. why. Okay. They're just uh, murmurs, mm -hmm. rumblings. You got to figure he's walking out with the captains maybe. Or I think I, he, I think the man needs a ride. Mm -hmm. He'll be on something. He'll be on something. What does that mean? He can't really walk that far. Do you? I gotta walk right. all the way to the fifty yard line right now. He, the guy gets winded by walking. Still, he needs air. He needs oxygen. Still, like he's gonna. This guy to me. He gonna play. In the he's Super gonna Bowl. be. Gonna put him in. What are they gonna this put him in? Said, Car. This guy said they're gonna play in the Super Bowl, man. He can't top. even walk to he's gonna, the, he's gonna, he gonna be on, the middle field. He's gonna be on top of a bison. Don't give, don't give up on my dream, Browner. All right, so Cincinnati goes to Buffalo. We all know what happened when Buffalo went to Cincinnati. This is on Sunday at noon. Cincinnati's big storyline is that they got a bunch of offensive linemen hurt. Buffalo's got all the momentum, right, of the story. But they didn't play particularly well last week against Miami. I mean, Miami, to go to their place and deal with cold and not have a, a – they're on the third-string quarterback. Miami was in that game, very much so. You mentioned it yesterday, Alex. Josh Allen's great, but Josh Allen loves to turn the ball over. And don't forget, I, week 18, they only won that game because they got two kickoff returns. I got to say, um, Buffalo at home with the storyline of DeMar Hamlin should win this game. But I don't know why. Something's telling me, even with the beat-up offensive line of the Bengals, I kind of want to take Cincinnati here. So you know what? Ooh. Cincinnati's a five and a half point dog. I'm taking the Bengals to cover. Will they win? Everything's going against them, but I'm taking them. I'm taking the Cincinnati Bengals to win the game, and I'm certainly taking them to cover the game. Go ahead, Alex. I hate that we're picking the same teams. Uh, I oh, think really? this is the best team to play when your offensive line is hurt because they have no pass rush. They have none. They just don't. Matt Milano's a linebacker. He's their best pass rusher right now. I think Joe Burrow learned how to play with no offensive line last year. He's very familiar with it. He made it to the Super Bowl with it. Uh, the Bengals feel very disrespected, very, very disrespected by this whole, they sold 50,000 tickets to the AFC title game already, even though, FYI, you could also buy Bengals uh, Jaguars tickets probably right now. Mm -hmm. But all I'm saying is I love Jamar Chase. I love T. Higgins. I love Joe Burrow. Joe Mixon does enough. I love Cincinnati to win outright. Don't just cover. They're going to win outright i think i love cincinnati this week they'll be in trouble if they get to kansas city again because kansas city passes very they rush the passer very well i just don't think buffalo has the strengths to make joe burrow's life a, a living nightmare all right brown what do you got buffalo buffalo i think this is the i think it's the josh allen silencer game because there's a lot of people saying that he's not you know what he called the interceptions like he can throw the game away i think that he's gonna silence a lot of people with that because he still needs revenge for what happened to him last year at this time of the year uh, against Kansas City. So, And to do that, he's going to have to get through Joe Burrow, and I think he's going to be able to do that. I like Buffalo in this game. All right, last chance to dance here, guys, and I'm hoping that we have time for the, the highlight of the day. Um, or maybe maybe we should make this the highlight of the day. It's the last game on Sunday, Dallas versus San Francisco, with all the history around these two franchises, particularly in the postseason. Let's get to the highlight of the day, man. Oh, there you go. Well, there you go. Broccoli, <laughs> well, promo go. code. I just put yeah. the thing on the on the screen. There Broccoli, you go. 20% uh, savings 
when you spend $75 or more and you use our promo code broccoli at Tory Holistics and California Holistics. Tory's in Sorrento Valley. California's in Chula Vista. Get in there this weekend. Could be CBD products for pain. Could be something to help you with sleep. Could be just something for recreation to make these games that much more enjoyable to you. Tory Holistics, California Holistics promo code is broccoli. Cowboys at the Niners. Niners, four-point favorites. I can't see Dak Prescott playing against the San Francisco defense the way he did against the Tampa Bay defense. And I think the San Francisco offense has so many more playmakers than Tampa Bay did. So everything for me points to San Francisco winning and covering. I'll take the Niners on a roll. 11, 11 straight It'll wins. Is it 11 or 12 win. now? Yeah. Oh, it'll be 12. Okay. I got the Niners covering. I'm about to say things, and I want to preface it, but I don't believe anything I'm about to say. Nice. The Cowboys will win this game. Dak Prescott will have a like a 275-yard, three-touchdown game. This is CeeDee Lamb's breakout game. This is a classic <laughs> Tony Pollard game where he's going to like just make plays all game long. Micah Parsons will make Brock Purdy look like the 256 pick. I like Dallas to win this game. Browner, last chance here. We're getting ready to leave on a Friday. 49ers, easy, easy. Yeah, I, I like to talk about everybody sitting there. Secondary is gettable. Yeah, if you can make it that far. Yeah, if you can make it. And I love their safety. The guy with his hair who hangs out. Love that kid. He's great. 29, I think it's number 29. Like him a lot. Like him a lot. Yeah, uh, just as in parentheses. Um, I didn't believe anything I just said, but also their left tackle for the Cowboys is 40 years old and he didn't practice this week. So Nick Bosa might eat the Dak Prescott for lunch. Mm. He, he, he was going to crush Jason Peters either way. Yeah. I'll tell you what, guys, it's going to be a fun weekend. It is. I, I know I said to you guys um, that if I had to choose between Saturday or Sunday, I would take Sunday over Saturday. And then talking to Dr. Max Say in the previous segment about, you know, what he got going on. Um, Are you going to Mammoth this weekend? I, I wasn't planning on it. And I don't think I could convince Rachel to go for a day trip. Like to say to her, hey, we'll drive up on Saturday and we'll drive home on Sunday. I don't think she'll go for it what at if all. you leave tonight? Um, I mean, oh. if we left tonight, say 7 p.m., we got there at about 1 a.m. And we skied all day on Saturday and then got up on Sunday and tried to get home, certainly for the, the Dallas-San Francisco game. It'd be hard. And I really want to see that Cincinnati Buffalo game. So I, I can't see myself going to Mammoth. I could tell you this, though. What if you jump I on could, a flight? Could. Don't know if she would do that. Don't know. Throw it but, out there. Text her right now. Hey, I want might. a flight of Mammoth Ooh. right now? I might. I'll see what flights cost. It's romantic. Right. Hey, guys, look. Go. Be spontaneous, dog. Yeah, yeah. Spontaneity, spontaneity is very romantic. You know what? Maybe Flip I'll, off her feet. You know what? Maybe I'll, do, maybe I'll look and see if, if, if yeah. flights are available. Yeah. Slip her off her feet. If you just tell her, hey, I got us flights. Ooh, yeah. she'd love that. She'd, oh, she'd, she'd love that. She would, she would go crazy. She would You're go vocal, nuts. bro. Get the job done. Get off this show. All, All right, look. Here's the, here's the deal. <laughs> uh, we got to go. Radio listeners, 1090 listeners, we'll see you guys on Monday. Peace out. Everybody else, separate finish for you on YouTube, on audio podcast. Make sure you catch up to the TV show tonight at 7 o'clock on Channel 4 San Diego. Have a great weekend. Peace out, 1090 listeners.